Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 111. It's a palindrome, kind of. Technically, yeah. Sun Sand here with Cinderin. Uh, and Cinderin is, is the dumbest palindrome ever. Cinderin is I the like other it. guy talking, not this pillow that I'm caressing right now. This is a body pillow, I guess you can call it, from WePlay. Uh, it actually has a backside, which makes it even better. Uh, and I just wanted to show one more thing because this is okay, we've gotten. Throughout both of our careers, you know, occasionally at events we get to keep some stuff, and there's a lot of cool stuff over the years, right? This next thing I basically stole, and then they gave me permission after I told them I was going to steal it. This is the coolest thing ever, and they made it for a literal five-second se- not even five-second segment. This is a Pudge Hook plushie. So... I they had like this segment in between the lower bracket finals where we cast at the at the major and the finals where you know whatever that little show they did was I was supposed to be pudge and I was supposed to be hooking with this and they colored my hair green it was like all this setup for a literal 5 second segment and I used this and I'm like you guys went to all the trouble to make this What's happening with it? Like, we don't know. Like, I'm keeping it then. This is the coolest fucking plushie ever, honestly. So, shout out to WePlay for letting me keep it. It's really, it's got very good dimensions for a plushie, right? Like, it's perfect for, like, cuddling with. It's very good. That's, it's good for hanging yourself, which I will do after this podcast, most likely. Anywho. It's really cool. It is really cool. Thank you for coming. And it's one of a kind, which is, you know, extra cool. That's true. If somebody wants to buy it for $100,000, that's what it'll take to get this off my neck. Yeah. Uh, but let, let's get started with the episode. You really patron, don't want to survive, do you? The patron shout-outs. Uh, you take the first half this time. Yes, I will. All right. We've got Hakuna Matata, the guy in the chair, Lucas Frankel, Commander Donut. I'm playing position 5 IRL. Um, that can be both a good and a bad thing. Many people disgruntled by telling them how gruntled I am. Oh, making people disgruntled by telling them. Blah, blah, blah. Forgot to cancel again, so my wife slept with other men. I've gained <laughs> weight and would be happier if you read Wizard's First Rule. Chakar. <laughs> uh, Playing against Wyvern on lane is so shitty, his second spell should be called Sphincter Blast. The Megapope. Don't be afraid to tell us what you want in life, TA in New Zealand. Zan Xavier, Nate Thicko 01 Hamscroat supports the Suns and thinks that all Lakers fans should go suck at Cuff Cup Pop-Tart. Bacon is rooting for the Suns. Acting like I'm being pinned down by the police, then shouting Viva España while my asshole is exposed to everyone. Okay, interesting. Uh, Shark TM, you do the rest. 
pro Counter Strike 1.6 player. Oh, it's you. Send, send, no, I wasn't 1.6. It was actually before 1.6. Uh, <laughs> send sells seashells by the seashore. Novi Panda, Dop, eating Chosnek makes you happy and healthy. Sins fan needs to cast at TI10 Go Suns. Underscore man, guitar strings. Ben Broomhead started following the NBA because of Suns fan, but started going for the Lakers for some fucking reason before finding out Suns fan hated them. LOL. Not acceptable, Ben Broomhead. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Done Talk, Anonymous, The Suns Go Hard in the Paint, Flocka. Peter, it takes about 50 licks to finish a single scoop ice cream cone, Nibbling. And Perka Dirk, Love Suns fan, Cinderin, Sajudine, and Slacks. Any other S names I forgot, let me know. <laughs> Thank you, friends. We appreciate it. Uh, okay. Um, I guess this will be the NBA segment of the week. I Damn it. I should have checked. What What was the last update, Cinderin? I think it was we made the finals, finals. and we, we didn't know who we were playing at the time, yeah. right? So yes. the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Atlanta Hawks 4-2. Without their biggest star, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek god. Uh, so we play the Bucks, and it's already begun. We have beaten them the first two games at home. So 2-0, two more away from an NBA championship, the first in franchise history, which has been 60-plus years, where the hell it is now. So crossing my fingers. Uh, the well, next two games you're are crossing your fingers for, a, for one loss, right? No, I, I've been asked this because, yeah, I want to go to game five, which is going to be really expensive. But if I save a shit ton of money and we sweep, that would be great. But it's going to be, I think, <laughs> I apparently my, uh, okay, we're going to pause real quick. Okay, we're back. We just had a little hiccup with the stream. But, uh, yeah, anyway, the the Suns are two games away from winning their first championship. And, obviously, I couldn't be happier right now. Uh, it's actually quite fitting that we are playing the Bucks because there's a history, which I can't remember if we talked about. We probably did, actually. Back in the day when the franchise first started, back in 68, um, I don't remember if it was actually 68 or a little bit later, but either way, we had the a f- coin flip for the number one pick in the draft, Cinderin. And coin flip? We Yes. We were tied with the Bucks for a coin flip. We chose heads. It was tails. So as a result, they got the number one pick, and that number one pick ended up being a, na- a man named Lou Alcinder, who ended up changing his name to something maybe that you've heard of, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Is that something somebody you've heard of? Uh, I feel like maybe I've heard that. D- did he go by like a different name? Kareem well. Abdul-Jabbar. No, that's what he went by. Okay, anyway. He wasn't like given a nickname or something. Uh, his name was Kareem. I don't, what okay. was his nickname? He was known for his hook shot. Anyway, as a result of having him and another player, they Fuck, won a championship. Tall. Yeah, he's tall. He was actually in Airplane, which I saw recently for the first time. Uh, surprisingly for the first time. I thought I'd seen it. But anyway, that's a whole side story. So they he won the championship. Yeah, it was like a cameo type thing. But uh, they won the championship with him. And that's their only championship ever was when they had him. So they haven't been back to the finals in forever. We haven't been back in the finals since 1993, which I've said before. I was at Game 6 against Michael Jordan with my dad. Uh, very traumatic experience, but at the same time, it's one of those memories that you just will never... like. I can cherish, even though it was a loss, I cherish that experience. So, 
like I said, it's fitting that's against the Bucks, honestly. But we're up 2-0, so hopefully by next episode or the episode after, we will have very good news, Cinder, and I could be extra hype. So that is the NBA segment. Yes. So with Dude, that... It's, it's amazing. Like, I, I don't know what I cheer for the most, to be honest, if you win 4-0 or that you win 4-1. Because I think... Even like you, even though you said you're going to save a lot of money on not going, I think you're really going to love it if you win in that game. And if we don't, it's going I'm to be like be a very really, really special experience. Just make sure you don't sit behind a pole. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, I'm going to use all the Patreon money uh, to go to that game. So thank you, <laughs> really appreciate the support. Um, okay, let's get started with the episode. So obviously, this episode's a bit late because we were casting the. Uh, ti qualifiers for eu so i believe we're still on track to do next episode during the normal time um yep. unless some something else comes up but the biggest news cinderin before we get to the ti quals and all that good stuff ti mm. has been re-announced if you will i'll just read it announcing new locations and dates for the international dota 2 championships we are thrilled to announce the ti 10 dota 2 championships will be held this october in Bucharest, Romania, and the epic battle for the Aegis champions will fittingly unfold inside the country's largest stadium, Arena Nacionala. Group stage will run from October 7th to 10th, with the main stage play kicking off on October 12th. Then on the 17th, the two finest Dota, team, two Dota 2 teams in the world will face off for the Aegis and their shares of the $40 million prize pool that awaits. Additional information on ticket sales will come shortly. So it sounds like there will be tickets sold at the very least yep. we are grateful for the partnership we have formed with romania and the city of bucharest and very much look forward to gathering with the global dota 2 community both in person and virtually to celebrate the elite players and amazing fandom at the international prepare yourselves at long last the battle begin so a few different things we can talk about first location sweden right. axed which isn't a big surprise after the announcement that we all right that we made, <laughs> that they made, and then we covered. Uh, so what are your thoughts on Bucharest? Have you... I've only been once, and it was for... What was that for? It was for one of the majors, and I basically didn't leave the hotel or venue, so I don't know anything about right. it, really. I've been uh, two or three times, I think, but it, yeah, obviously only for Dota, so I've, uh, I've only really seen the city like through the window of a car traveling from the hotel to the... Or traveling from the airport to the hotel and back, um, which I think Bucharest has some really beautiful places. Um, I have no idea what that arena or where that arena is relative to where I was. I don't know if I've driven past that one, but um, but yeah, as far as location goes, I guess there's a couple of upsides to this. Uh, one is uh, for the fans that are traveling internationally, Bucharest is not so expensive. It's cheaper than Sweden, so I guess lodging will be cheaper. Uh, you know, everything is just cheaper there. Food, lodging, all of it. Yeah, so that's, true. Uh, that's good news for people that are going internationally to, to TI and would go regardless of where it was in Europe. They save some money. Um, as far as infrastructure, I don't know much about that uh, in Bucharest, but I do know that from a production standpoint, it makes things a lot easier for Valve because PGL is located in Bucharest. So uh, a lot of the production setup will probably be a lot easier and a lot less expensive for them. Um, which was probably a big draw here. Um, and the stadium, I think this is the biggest question mark that people have is uh, there was a really long thread written on Reddit about 
complications or issues that could arise with that arena because it's supposedly unfinished. But then some of that was apparently debunked and the person who wrote it wasn't even Romanian and used Google Translate for some of the Romanian they wrote or something. <laughs> uh, okay. And yeah, it was it was really weird. It was like... But supposedly, even then, some of the things written, such as potential issues with the retractable roof or whatever, was real. That if the weather is bad, it could become a bit tricky. Because there was one of the football games that was played in the, in the stadium last year, I think, where there were some issues with weather, I think. Um, so knock on wood, we don't have any arena issues. Uh, but outside of that, I think Romania is a pretty good pick. Um, it's central. It should be relatively easy to connect to for the teams. Um, it's not exactly a hub in Europe, but most European countries have a connection, at least the bigger ones like Germany, the Netherlands, the big airports have a direct connection to Bucharest. So it's pretty good, I think. And obviously it's been delayed. What is it? Two months. So that yeah. in itself has some, well, it has some pros and cons, I guess the pros. Give Secret a better more... chance of winning. <laughs> sure. Uh, the pros are... <laughs> you get more people vaccinated obviously yep so absolutely. that allows for more people to actually attend and i mean obviously if you're living in the u.s it's not really that big of an issue but in certain countries like yourself for example you i can't remember if you've gotten your first shot yet or not but uh either way i am getting it in a week nice. very good i hope that you bring that up in the next episode or whenever it happens yeah i actually don't know why i didn't say that earlier when we were pre-Dota. But yeah, I'm getting two shots. We'll just do it now as a side note. You know, now you brought it up. <laughs> but I believe it's the 18th and the 14th. So 18th of July oh. and 14th of August. And then I'm okay. going to be vaccinated. So oh, that's my birthday. That's exciting. I'm getting Moderna. That's good. Oh, okay. Did you get that one? Or I was got it Pfizer? Pfizer. Yeah. Right. Same formula. So, um, so on topic of the vaccines, uh, I think Romania's vaccine situation, without knowing it for sure, must be really good because part of the reason that I was put forward in the line for a vaccine in Denmark is that we managed to secure over a million vaccines from Romania. So if we're, if we're obtaining those, they must be either done or close enough that they had too many. Um, and the ones we got from there were, I want to say Pfizer. Yeah, I think it was Pfizer vaccines, but I was just on Moderna gang for some reason. I just got assigned that one, which is fine. Um, so yeah, I would imagine based on that, that the COVID situation is, is going to be good in Romania in three months. Either that or they don't give a shit about their citizens and they're just, you guys are paying and top Selling dollar. it to the highest bidder. <laughs> uh, so that, that's yeah. the pro, more people will be vaccinated and all that good stuff. The, the negatives that come out of it, the question marks of the following DPC season, it was supposed to be, if I'm not mistaken, in three segments, right? And this two-month lag period, if you want to call it that, kind of complicates that. Like, if you finish TI, do you just start with the DPC season right away and just try to get three of them before the next TI? Or, or are we going to go back to two again? What do you, what do you think the, the play is going to be there? With how many majors, you said? Yeah. Uh... Now, keep in mind that the last time around, like for the, the actual DPC seasons before the major even take place, they are yeah. kind of extended a lot, a lot of leeway. So I feel like they can condense that to a normal schedule because that was actually one of the complaints right. from players is that the games like yeah, they, they spread it out week. really far. So I think it's doable. 
realistically with TI in October, the next year probably only has two majors. But if we stabilize and get TI back in August, maybe we could have three the following year. Mm. That would be my guess. Like, I, I don't... I would like to see three, obviously, but I think maybe it's a bit too hard to pull off. Um, by the way, just saw some feedback from chat about the vaccines. Uh, Romania is not doing great on the vaccines. It's because there's no more demand from the population. They just don't want to take them. So oh. that's great. Good. <laughs> uh, Gracious. Yeah. So uh, if that is true, and depending on what happens in the next three months, if some of the players arriving, which is probably the case, right? Uh, some of the players attending the tournament will not be fully vaccinated. There's probably still going to be some um, pretty heavy restrictions on player access then. I mean, that's all speculation. We'll see, right? I'm assuming the only audience that gets to go are vaccinated. That would be my guess. You can't get in without a vac uh, proof of a vaccine. Um, since they are saying tickets, we're guessing there's going to be an audience. It's potentially really big. The arena can house, I think, 55k. Uh, it's a huge arena. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, that is... It's always disheartening to hear that the population doesn't want to be vaccinated. That's just... It's just a shame, but... I was led to believe only it? Americans were like that, but yeah, it's all over the world, sadly. Um, but with education comes greater things, Cinderin, and you and I are very, very educated. I mean, as you can tell by my I'm appearance, so I am the most educated person on the face of the planet. So one other topic about this uh, change to TI, not only the dates, but uh, the location. For specifically the dates, though, there was a tweet made by Phil Aram. If you guys don't know, he used to be the, a long time ago, he was the manager of EG. Then he was the, I think, was he actually the CEO COO. for a little bit? Or COO? Or CEO? Maybe I thought he was the CEO. CEO like for a bit, and then they got somebody else, and then he, I don't know, he left. He's not part of EG. Oh, they anyway. got, um, what's her name? Yeah, I can't remember her name either. But uh, yeah, I think she's still tweet, CEO. His tweet says, moving TI to October is fascinating contractually because... Valve invites the five specific players who qualified, and most contracts expire September of whatever year that they signed for. So a whole team could attend TI as free agents, and individual players could opt out and attend unaffiliated, uh, and attend unaffiliated to their qualifying org. This is actually pretty fascinating because this is 100% true. Yep. Uh, there's not many teams that will be signing more than a year contract unless it's like some big mm -hmm. name and that's how you kind of get them to sign because it's multi-year with a little bit of freedom maybe but it's basically end of august so what are your thoughts like what happens in this case that's so weird to think about because the players as far as i know are all paid individually now it used to be the opposite where the org got it now the money automatically goes through the workshop you know the payment system from valve mm -hmm. to the players and technically, they won't be part of these teams, in theory. That's a lot of leverage for the players to extend uh, for the contracts coming up in their orgs. So, right. what are your yeah, thoughts on that? It's... <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen in the cases of some of the really big guns, right? Like, if, like you said, if they have leverage and they get to land a really strong one-year contract, or if you just do an extension for TI, or you do like a... Yeah, just like a two-month contract, basically, or three, what would that be? Like three months, I guess, because usually you expire in September and you want them to expire in November then. So yeah, two months. Um, 
I think that's the most likely. I think teams don't want to sign a one-year contract right before TI because yeah. they might want to shake things up after TI. So realistically speaking, I think most of these top teams that have contracts work out some sort of extension that expires upon the end of TI exactly. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, they have quite a bit of leverage. They have a lot of leverage. Like, how do you even make a contract like that as an org? Yeah, I, I think like something that I would try to... a percentage of the winnings, you need to offer the players so much for it to be worth them to sign. I mean, a lot of it depends on the contract as well, because sometimes if the contract is very thorough, it'll say, like, have stipulations that it should include TI, right? So yeah. you can make an argument that that should extend two extra months then. Or as an right. org, if you've, if you've done a good job of keeping your players happy, you could have some, like, good in good faith verbal contract saying hey i know that this is weird but obviously the contract should be extended a couple months um yeah. just depends on how much of a hard ass the players want to be for themselves right mm -hmm. so it's going to be weird because there's got to be at least one team that's seriously thinking about hey we don't need to give a cut to our team technically the org if we do well at ti that pays more than any salary we ever would anyway so fuck them. We're going to be known as uh, butthole warriors for yeah. TI. The thing for is, valve approval, of course. I guess the thing is, if you if you think forward as a player, right? You also there's also a lot of value in how it looks, right? Like if you're the team that ditches the org right before, uh, for future possibilities with other orgs, uh, they might be more hesitant to pick your team up because you clearly, you know. I'm not going to say it's like a, an un, like an unethical or a bad move or whatever, but I don't think you just do that and nobody cares except your old org, right? Mm. Like, uh, let's just, as a random example, let's say the EG players are like, nope, we'll just play without an org. Then EG will not pick them up again, probably. <laughs> so they will not get back with EG after TI. Right. And other orgs will be like, yeah, but, you know, so I don't know. Think like about maybe, this angle as well. Maybe I'm overthinking well. that. Maybe that really doesn't matter. I think and teams like EG... will be like, no, but still EG, you know? So. Teams like EG, they pay a lot in salary, so they're mm. at less of a risk, I think, of losing the players. But think about it from if you... Again, I don't know if players are smart enough to do this, like business-wise, but if you talk to other orgs that are also in TI, you could see a flip-flop of teams, literally, like in terms of just the org changing. Because if one thing right. gets more... Like, think if you're a team that's not getting that much in salary, but you think you're going to do really well at TI, you can go without an org, theoretically, or you could try to get the highest bidder for another org coming in that's maybe not even a part of TI currently. So there could be a lot right. of like mix or uh, shuffling around in terms of just the that's org true. itself. But maybe nothing happens. Maybe, uh, yeah. maybe this is all nothing. <laughs> That'll be funny. Uh, Butthole Warriors will face the Anal Avengers in the grand finals of TI. That would make a great storyline. Damn, you'd be really a good caster for that set. <laughs> I wouldn't be afraid of pronouncing their name. That's you would true. be an analyst in that series. <laughs> I, I would be an analyst, if nothing yes, else. Yes, also That's that. True. Absolutely. Okay, uh, let's get on to the TI qualifiers, uh, which we were a part of, of course. Um, I didn't get to watch any China. Did you? Uh, no, actually. I did not. Very good. I actually forgot to, to set China. this up on stream, so I apologize. We're not going to see Wikipedia, sadly. Um, but in the end, for the Chinese division or region, if you will, 
Um, Elephant ends up beating Ehome 3 1 in the grand finals, and they were pretty dominant throughout. Uh, they did lose to Ehome, though. This is one of the classic stories of losing to a team in the upper bracket, going through lower bracket again. You learn your lesson and you just crush them. That's essentially what happened. Um, does this surprise you in any way? I mean, FY being back at TI, that's going to be great. That's like, again, from I think mm-hmm. from a giant, like, Western perspective, maybe I'm a little bit biased here, but uh, sometimes you don't care about the storylines as much versus what we're used to seeing because it's almost like a closed-off community in some ways. But FY is one of the people that is very recognizable. Like, he's had a long history, and he deserves to be at TI for sure. I think FY might be the Chinese player with the biggest Western fan base, or at least top three. Like, there are so many FY fans. Um about burning yeah. i don't he's not really yeah bur- much, burning but. probably but like among active players i guess right there's yeah. fy maybe and maybe paparazzi so all three in that team <laughs> is that true <clears throat> paparazzi's on that team yeah Eurus. i'm just thinking about how many so who what oh, which other chinese teams qualified right so Let's see. We have <clears throat> Vici Gaming and Invictus and LGD. Uh, maybe Ame, actually. I think Ame has quite a lot of it. But honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if three... They're definitely some of the biggest ones. Let, whatever. Let's not try to rank them perfectly. But uh, but yeah, huge fan favorites in Elephant. Um, I did predict them to win this qualifier, but I felt like it could really... It was really hard to say... <clears throat> because they hadn't qualified for anything else this year, right? Um, mm. They'd been beaten in the other qualifiers by various teams, uh, but when it was crunch time for TI, they finally got it done. So they got the, they got the big one here. Um, and Ehome was probably the other team that I thought had the biggest chance, with probably RNG on third. Uh, RNG, however, did only get fourth. They actually got beaten by Team Magma. So Magma did get third here. Um, but yeah, congrats to Elephant. I think it's really good for the hype of those games that Elephant are there. Their roster is Paparazzi, maybe, Yang, FY, and Super. So really, some of the biggest names in every position, basically. Um, An all-star team. And probably a team that, if if things click for them at TI, they have the potential to win the whole thing or at least get top three. Like, their players are so good. Mm -hmm. So... Exciting. I think it's good for the good for the tournament that they made it. You can make that case for all the Chinese teams, probably. Uh, and every time we go to a tournament, it feels like you pick two Chinese teams, top three, and it's usually correct. So mm-hmm. definitely the most consistent region by far. Uh, but we cast the the most uh, well the most non consistent, the inconsistent region, where yep. They just haven't played that well all year, and as a result, they're in this really shitty spot where only one team will come out uh, between Team Nigma, Liquid, OG, and you could put Tundra in that list, obviously, maybe to some degree yep. Viking, um, and it ends up being OG somehow. I mean, they came from <laughs> the lower bracket. I say somehow because they had to go through Nigma, which, and they had to go through Liquid as well. Tundra had a bit of a, an easier upper bracket schedule, but they ended up yeah. 2 owing OG. But then again, the classic where they come from the lower bracket, OG takes out Tundra in five games. They're actually down 2-1, I believe, right? So, Yes. 
ends up winning that, which is really heartbreaking for Tundra. I know players like, I mean, obviously Fata has been around a long time, but players like Snaking, who made the move to Europe to compete, not going to be going to TI, sadly. But at the very least, we get the two-time TI champ OG to go. What were your thoughts yeah. on this quali? I mean, I guess overall with this finals, I think both outcomes are good for the tournament, right? Like either it's the team that beat OG in the qualifiers that gets to go, which is a big storyline, or it's mm. OG that clawed through it and barely made TI this year that gets to go. And then we see how good they are this time. Um, so I think both storylines were cool. In many ways, the saddest one uh, probably for me is the fact that Kuro isn't going um, overall and Enigma in general, right? Uh, but this is Kuro's first TI he's going to miss as a player. And that means the final one that's left is Puppy, who has played at every TI. So we lost one more mm-hmm. um, on that record. Um, but yeah, I I also I would have loved to see Tundra go. I think it would have been a really cool story. Uh, I think they deserved it based on how well they played in this tournament. But there can only be one winner. And they just narrowly lost the finals uh, after being up, like you said, 2-1. So... It is heartbreaking. It's kind of crazy to think that you can dominate this hard in the qualifier. They went 2-0, 2-0, 2-0. They lost no games, and then in the finals, they lose by as little as possible, and they get nothing. Um, but that's how qualifiers are. You either make it or you don't. There's no like consolation prize. There's no wild card this year, uh, and there's only one slot. So, too bad. Uh, I hope for them, at least, that they're showcasing and that their confidence for the next season is going to be higher and that they learned a lot. Because clearly they played really well. So they've definitely learned a lot on the way to look this dominant. Um, and that it helps secure them an extended deal with Tundra, a better deal, or maybe a different sponsorship entirely if they're looking for that. So yeah, um, that's the silver lining here. They would have rather gone to TI. Um, oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, so OG goes. Uh, I think overall the qualifier when we cast it, I think the quality of play in OG Nigma, which we cast, was really high. Um, I think... Tundra looked great. And outside of that, honestly, nobody really impressed me. Those were the three teams that looked like they were in form. Uh, mm. Liquid were very hot and cold. They had an insane game against Chicken Fighters that lasted 104 minutes that they had literally no business winning, but they somehow came back from being down 75k gold. Uh, then the second game, they get stomped in 20 minutes. And then in the third game, Chicken Fighters picked Techies. So, you know, they made it through that one. Uh, uh, and then they played Nigma and lost that one to two. They won their first game with their signature Lone Druid. And after that, Nigma won the following two games. Um, but that series was, the third game was pretty close, actually. So I think Liquid had better form in that series than in the rest, but still not, just not in, not, just not at their A game this tournament either, not in their best form. Um, so yeah. what uh, what surprised you the most? Because for me, Viking going out basically right away. They were upper bracket. Yeah. They lost to OG 2-1. And then lower bracket losing to Chicken Fighters 2-0. So basically yeah. instantly out of the tournament. I think Viking, Viking losing as hard as they did was a bigger surprise than Tundra owning as hard as they did. Because I felt mm. like Tundra had the potential as a team. They've had it for a while. Uh, but Viking just bombing out was a really big shame. Obviously, also for me personally, like my friend Keza, I would have liked to see him do better and get further. Uh, I know he's really been working hard and grinding for this. Uh, he has a really good work ethic. Um, but yeah, they, it just it just wasn't this time, you know, that sucks. Uh, I think we talked about this on a previous podcast that 
there's like a lot of outcomes here that uh would be cool for me like either viking make it and then kezu makes it or liquid make it and koiko make it two of my ex-teammates that i really enjoyed playing with um mm. in the space both of their teams don't look good here uh and then in the end it's it's just og again you know <laughs> it's like yeah, okay well hey i got my prediction uh, right so happy about that that's true that is true how many did you get right actually i got four out of six uh well we haven't even did we talk about america the north na region no we didn't because we didn't have our episode in time so uh oh true na and what was the other region that was going alongside na was it sca okay so for yeah. na which i watched a good amount of uh undying just crushed everybody they yeah. two owed the cut was... two owed black and yellow two owed four zoomers who went lower bracket then came back to the grand finals, and then Undying 3-0'd them. It was not even remotely close. So Undying definitely the... Obviously, I was rooting for four Zoomers, but just not able to bring it home. But good to see Moon Meander go back. Uh, yeah, Tomato has worked really hard. Happy for Tomato. Dubu plays Enchantress and only Enchantress. He's going to be going to TI. I'm sure people are going to love playing against that all day. So, yeah, congrats to them. And then for SCA... I changed sections here. It was, oops, I clicked the wrong link. So you say that, but Duba played one Enchantress game the whole qualifying. I guess it was just banned every game. I'm half joking here. I mean, uh-huh. during the season he only played Enchantress basically. Right. But uh, Fnatic ended up uh, fighting out against TNC Predator, and they ended up winning three two. I picked TNC, so I lost that one. Um, yep, same. Yeah, Fnatic. They, I mean. A lot of these series went like the distance, which is cool to see. But it's really sad because TNC, we saw them at the major. I thought they definitely were deserving of, like, they were TI quality, I think. Um, and they got reverse sweep. Like, imagine that. You're 2-0 yeah. in the TI qualifier finals, and then you lose three games in a row. It's the worst way to go. That's just, yeah, it's got to be fucking hard. For sure. And again, they were good enough to be TI. Obviously, you could say the same for Nigma, for Tundra. But there's only 16 team going, yeah. right? Or is yep. it 16 or 18? Whatever it is. Um, yep, 18. Three South American teams. That's going to be a thing. I actually think it's going to be really good for the scene long term to have these three South American teams go because mm-hmm. it's just going to make them stronger, I hope. If it doesn't, then it's just a disaster, right? Um, I really want to see one of the SA teams make top six this year. Um, yeah. And I do think it's possible. Um, that was was it TI nine or TI eight where, uh, what were they called? The team with HFN, or not not HFN Hector? Uh, before they became Beast Coast, or were they called Beast Coast at that TI Cinderin. with Hector? Oh, I know Beast Coast did good at one TI, Infamous. Were they called Beast Coast at that one? It's always Beast Coast or Infamous. Just pick one of the two. Those are the only two main. They were called right? Infamous that year, I think. SG. I don't they think were, it was made it to TI. They were very. They were really good that TI. Hector was a god, especially. Um, so yeah, it, it has happened before. I think they made top eight that one, or maybe even top six. If if I remember correctly, it was top eight, and they lost two one to Secret. I think. Uh, and got yeah, they had a good showing so. for sure. It was very, very close to going very far. Um, uh, but yeah, for the qualified teams, I picked four Zoomers. That was my heart. Uh, for South America, I actually don't remember. Didn't you say? Oh, SAM. But you didn't pick SG, right? I think you just picked No Pain. Or no Ping, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I picked No Ping, right. so I got that wrong as well. I picked OG, got that right. Picked Team Spirit, got that right. Picked Elephant, got that right. Picked TNC, almost got that right. 
So yes. Half. So I got four and you got three, and that means you owe me one hundred thousand dollars and a pudge hook. No, that's not happening. Oh, uh, okay. good try though, Cinder. Maybe if you want to. So you go to you. I had I predicted Nigma in EU, um, which mm -hmm. obviously turned out wrong. But yeah, I missed EU and I missed SCA, and I got the other ones right. You picked SG. Yes. Really. Yeah. Huh. See, I feel like I was gonna like Undying is a safer pick, but I'm doing this for my like I was gonna be embarrassed to have it on stream that I picked Undying and not four zoomers when, when I helped your own voice pack with the voice pack and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. So I feel you like I should be given it. a little extra credit here. That's just to support my boy Brax, okay? Right. Uh, but yeah, that was the TI Qualls. Uh, we were. Do you have this link? You should have this link, but. Some cool stats we can talk about, which I don't have set up on the stream. Again, I'm a terrible streamer, but we can talk about things that maybe surprise us about how many things were picked. Like, for example, uh, Terror Blade. Not surprising, but 100. Is that right? 100% pick or ban every, every game? Is that the correct way uh, no, he's 78% contested. I think the 100 is a metric that he is the most contested, and then everything else is relative to him or something. I actually don't know how this works when you have numer numericals instead of percentages. Like, I don't know how this works with, like, Broodmother's 99.1 and Terrorblaze 100. Uh, but as far as percentages go, super contested hero. He was really, really strong. Um, I'm honestly more interested in looking at, like, the macro stuff rather than individual heroes. Like, uh, win rates for the sides, win rates for first pick and second pick mm. um, across the board. Dyer had higher win rates, Shannon. Barely, barely, though. Yes, but that is unusual, right? I Actually, yeah. no. In the pro scene, it's not that unusual that Dyer has higher win rate. But it was, it's very close. It's like 49 to 51. Uh, so I think that's pretty healthy. Out of a total of 291 games, uh, looks pretty balanced. And uh, the median duration of games being 39 minutes, I think is really good. I think that's a healthy game duration. I like... I think it's good for a patch when it has potential to go really long, uh, but also potential to be stompy. I think it's a good sign that you can strategize in different ways when you can win a game in 20 minutes or in 100, mm -hmm. um, and that the game allows for that to happen. So I'm really happy with that from this patch. And yeah, then about the hero-specific stuff. Terrorblade, Invoker, Brood were the three big ones. Uh, then a hero that really stood out. Obviously, we have AA as a support. Mirana was really popular, and TA... Of course, Nyx. Somehow Medusa get, got a really high score here. I don't think that's because of Europe, though. I think that's because of every other region. Medusa was not as contested in Europe. Um, but maybe it got banned a lot in the second and third phase instead of picked. I think that's what happened. Yeah, and then heroes that were uncontested. Bane, Shadowfiend, Dazzle, Bounty Hunter. Spirit Breaker, Silencer, and Ogre. Do any of those surprise you? <laughs> That's crazy. It's like five of my favorite fives. <laughs> five of your favorite five? Oh, position fives, yes. Yeah. Bane, uh, Dazzle, Spirit Breaker, Silencer, and Ogre. All of these heroes I've played five. Bounty is the one that's a little bit most off, and Spirit Breaker. I think did this I is evidence, bounty? evidence like, that Ice Frog hates your fucking guts, bro. There's Obviously. actually... I've played a lot of these competitively as fives. So Bane, Dazzle, and Ogre, I think, are three of my most played competitive heroes. Mm. None of them got picked ever in the qualifiers. 
And then Silencer and Ogre or Silencer and Spirit Breaker are like special mentions, and Bounty can be a five. But like, look at that pool though. It's only Shadow Fiend that is technically truly a core in this pool, and everyone else is a support. So for the most part, you can play Silencer core, etc. But uh, but yeah, Shadow Fiend unpicked. I yeah, that's, that's the one that surprised crazy. me the most. I mean, not that Actually, he's super popular, but I figured that at least one team or two teams would play a game or two. Uh, Ogre, yeah. just how does a hero fallen off a cliff? It was like picked every game not too long ago, like a year ago, I want to say. Just literally every he single just, game. He doesn't really scale very well, I think. What what you want from your fives right now is you want lane securing, and then you want them to progress into the game, right? So a lot of the fives that we see uh, just either have really good team fight inherently in their spells, or they dominate the lane harder than Ogre and Bane, like something like Enchantress. Uh, or when you can pull it off, you can get a five in lane that isn't necessarily a lane dominator, but then can act as initiation role or a catch like hoodwink or clockwork or, mm. you know, there's like different options. And Bane and Ogre as examples just don't really fit that bill. They don't scale. They don't clear creep waves. And there are other ways of winning lanes than picking these like bullies. So... That really is part of the, like, if you look at these uncontested heroes, as far as the supports go, kind of the shared trait is that they don't clear waves very well, right? Ogre, Bane, Silencer, Dazzle, Spirit Breaker. Dazzle is not a good wave clear. Yeah, he has Poison Touch, but you can't kill the wave. You need to hit it again, and you can't yeah. do that without dying a lot of the time. So. But, like, how do you balance that? Because you can't give everybody wave clear, right? That's part right. of the game. But it's, it's so important. I feel like it's been so important for so long now. Maybe yeah, you offer think, something else that they do that's just too, way better than everybody else, but they still suck at wave clear. That's kind of for the example. Idea, right? I mean, that's Enchantress, right? Enchantress's wave clear is not good, but she's True. just exceptional at other things, like total lane dominator. She utilizes the jungle, um, and she scales because of impetus in a way that Ogre and Bane can't. Um, so she can tank Roche. You know, there's like all these secondary benefits that. Yeah, these other heroes just don't have right now. So all I, I hope can for, say is hope I'm for some excited. buffs for some of these heroes. Well, I was gonna say I'm hoping for some nerfs because I, I'd be really happy. Or nerfs for other heroes. Happy with nerf patches. Would happy to not see Terrorblade ever again. Uh, he's literally every single game. <clears throat> and yeah, very popular right now. Very very popular indeed. Okay, so that was the Ti Quals. Uh, very cool to watch and cast. Now we can talk a bit about the teams that actually have made it officially, uh, which we kind of have to some degree, but now we can talk about all of them together and then give our predictions maybe. <laughs> so yep. obviously the teams that were directly invited were EG, PSG LGD, Virtus Pro, Quincy Crew, IG, T1, Vici Gaming, Team Secret, Aster, Alliance, Beast Coast, and Thunder Predator. And then obviously now the qualified teams include Undying, SG, OG, Team Spirit, Fnatic, and Elephant. So I know we're months away. <clears throat> Would you mm -hmm. like to make an early prediction? Hmm. We're also probably one decently sized patch between now and TI. Right. Probably closer to now. Okay, let's try to let's try to split this into a couple of things. So let's predict OG's placement first. Top what? Oh, okay. OG... I, I, they, I feel like it's cool to give them a special mention because they've won two TIs in a row. So what are they going to do this time? Okay. Where do you put them in this field? I will say... 
9 to 12. 9 to 12. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Maybe top 8. All right. I'll give OG top 6, okay. I think. Um, and I think the if I had to pick a top 3 based on what we've seen just now, which I guess is our best guess, right? Uh, PSG LGD for sure. Uh, EG, I guess, will make top three. And I feel like T1 will not do it at TI this year. I don't think so. Uh, they're really good, though. But I, I feel like they're like top six, probably, in the TI setting. Maybe mm -hmm. even top eight. Uh, maybe I'm just a hater. Um, <laughs> PSG, LGD, EG, and... Beachy Gaming? Right, I'm going to change my yeah. OG prediction to be eight. Okay. Seven things. Because th there are three South Americans. <laughs> and maybe one of them will do well. I don't know. There's just not enough yeah. info on that. I'll, so I'll say in no eight. particular order, my top three for now is LGD, Vici, EG. Okay. I'm just going to pick a winner. It's going to be Evil Geniuses. Okay. We've, we've talked about this before. I think that I know that I'm an NA bias here. I understand that. But they have been the most consistent team for the past two majors. Yes, they didn't win any yeah. of them, but they got second twice. That's pretty fucking impressive. Very true. And in terms of just their their lineup, I, I still think like from one to five, they have the best roster in, in the world. So... I definitely minimum, think it's top a, three, I think. It's a strong case to make, right, that the they have had the highest average placement all year, right? So that, yeah. in theory, should give them the highest chance of placing high, which is the way you get to win is by placing high. Shocker. Um, but at the same time, also a little bit concerning that largely what they lose on in these qualifiers is strategy, right? And when it comes... Or not qualifiers, in these tournaments. In my opinion, I think in the finals, a lot of the times they, they get out-strategized. That has been part of their problem. Historically, it's just... Uh, not adapting well enough to other teams switching up the draft. Mm. And that is a requirement to win a best of five finals. You don't win a best of five finals without being able to dissect and understand what strategies are winning and why. So like their Achilles heel is the most important skill in the finals. So that's kind of an issue, right? Uh, I don't know if you agree with that, that that's EG's biggest weakness. I mean, I could see that. I, I don't think it's not something that's uncorrectable, though, right? The fact that they've gone no, through absolutely it, not. It gives it's them just a lot more experience. They've had a long time now, right? For years, EG has been a top three team, but where are the championships, right? Mm. Like, if that is the Achilles heel and the problem they run into, we need to see the fix so that we truly believe, right? And they were really close. One of the majors, they were 2 0, and then they lost 3 2. They kind of fell off a cliff after they lost the game, uh, game three. Um, and I think they've done a better job since they got this new roster, I would say, at having more strategic diversity. But I still, you know, I, you still just want to see the win before you really believe, right? Mm -hmm. um, and in the last finals, they were not even close. Like, LGD just trashed them. That was just a stomping of the finals. So, you know, so, and LGD brought a lot of new stuff to the table in that finals, by the way. They, they played some really cool stuff and just had the strategic edge, it felt like, in every game. I think that's so, actually really fair. Uh, Having said that, I think my biggest wild card is the team that I think is has the most to prove, probably, because they failed so many times on land, and that's Virtus Pro. I think they're unbelievably good. So I think they'll have a yeah. really good showing, like top four, potentially. Uh, I also think that Chinese, Chinese teams are going to destroy. 
I, d- I think this time around it'll be two of them in the top four, and then mm-hmm. probably you can maybe do three in the top six, depending on how the brackets show up, of course. And like EU, I, I just I'm looking at the EU teams now that I'm like reassessing this. OG looked better than Secret and Alliance actually, so I don't know how I'm feeling about my prediction of only top eight now because. I'm not feeling it from Alliance or Secret. They have just not played well, but maybe like they're really good though. Obviously, they qualified the TI, but lately they just haven't yeah. been that good. Mm-hmm. So those are almost like wild cards. To I me. find Secret and Alliance completely impossible to place in this bracket. I have yeah. literally no idea. They're like the the most uncertain ones of all. I think for me, like they could this could be another year where Secret just either get fourth at TI again or bomb out like one of the disaster years they've had like once or twice mm-hmm. um or because it's in october maybe they own because secret notoriously just play better at every other time than august <laughs> um and alliance don't know like you said they've looked really good online and in qualifiers but in this uh, land setting they haven't really been the they're at their best so honestly it's really hard to say Okay. It's really so, exciting. I actually think this field is going to be really, really cool to watch. And I think oh, yeah. there will be... TI always has upsets, but I think this time there's the potential for many upsets, actually, with this team. Well, as the up. years go on, I think just everybody's more skilled. Like, it's more of a balance right. as opposed to years pre- prior. Um, yeah. Okay, let, let's let's take a bit of a, <clears throat> a beat here, Cinderin. Switch yes. things up and talk about workshop sets. Okay, so okay. what I need you to do is turn on the stream so that you can see what I'm going to be I showing the on stream. the screen. I see it. Are you sure you Slight see delay. you see me on the stream? Hi, Cinder, can you see me? Hello. Okay, I can see just, you. Just making sure. So three second this, delay. This is not fully up to date because we're this was for the Thursday episode, which is now, mm-hmm. and I'm very sorry. I I'm not going to lie. It was basically laziness. It would take me 20 extra minutes to put the names of the artists. I did not do that. I'm sorry. If you guys go to R all on or not R all R Dota two, just sort by top post of the past week, you will see a lot of the workshop stuff that I'm about to show. Uh, and again, it's not fully updated because there's been a few that have come out in the last few days. But how do you want to rate these? If they should get in and not get in, like what do you want? Uh, I would rather rate them <clears throat> rate them one to five, where five is amazing, and then obviously okay. we want it to get in, right? One to five. Can we just do one to ten? I just feel more comfortable with one to ten. Okay. Great. Thank you so much, Cinder. You're the best. No problem. All right. So the first few are going to be an image, and then the rest are going to be like these short gifs. So this PA set. What are your thoughts? It's going to block us, by the way. That's fine. Um, it's a, a really PA cool Marta. set. It's a really cool set, but I'll give it a one Whoa. because it doesn't. <clears throat> it's not an assassin outfit. It doesn't fit the character. <laughs> these these uh, items, <clears throat> all the pieces going to be good. All the pieces are great, but it's just not PA. So I just I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't rate it on a PA scale. If this was for Mars, I would give it a totally different score. For example, or for PL, right? Oh man, I'm gonna have a lot of fun, man. This we're gonna disagree on so many i think this is this isn't my favorite by any means i think it's really well made like you think it's really well made i don't give a shit about if it's it great the character or not it, she could be wearing a cowboy hat what kind okay what lore are you from where an assassin has this 
What assassin walks around with a huge shield and Syndrome. a phalanx helmet? You realize she has a cowboy hat in the game already, right? That's more fitting for an assassin. That's Is light it? armor. Why would you wear a You're saying that in the Roman days, back in the day with the phalanxes and all that shit, they didn't have assassins? Who knows? Maybe that's how they dressed up. We don't know. Anyway, I give this a seven. I think it's really good. <laughs> As you give it a one. All right, let's go to the next one. This will take forever. All right, we got the Rubik set. Uh, he's got a side horse coming out of his shoulder. Obviously, for me, this will be a 9.5 because of the horse. <laughs> I haven't seen this one yet. <laughs> he's playing the drum. <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's so good. It's so Dude, good. This reminds me of those parades going down the streets, just playing. Uh, yeah. Oh, what are, what are they called? What's those parades called? Yeah. Oh, is that out of oh. the staff? My apologies. I'm I'm looking at it at a really small screen, so uh, I won't Dude, be able to see all the is details. Is a mouse? Wait, what is this? No, it's Dude, it's the Pringles man. <laughs> Even be okay, Pringles I don't need to change it to a Rubik. ten out of ten if it's the. Uh, if it's, it's the fucking Pringles. Pringles. <laughs> all right. What's your What's your assessment? He's a mouse. Dude, this is so right. Is this a reference to something? Nutcracker, apparently. Okay, I don't I've know what that is. I've actually seen Nutcracker a bunch of times. And I didn't even get okay, that. Okay, so it is a reference because it's like whoever comes up with this, this is way too random. <laughs> um, okay, so since I don't know the reference, maybe I don't appreciate some of the fine stuff here. I'll, I'll give it a seven, I think. A seven. That's it. Yeah. Okay, wow, that's, that's unfortunate. All right, sorry to the artist there. All right, we have a Meepo set that is a. Uh, Again, I'm looking at a very small screen. Is that a pirate? It's been yep. a while since I've seen this. Okay. I mean, this is, um, he's got an octopus, a squid on his back, and a I chest. I saw some comments saying that this would be amazing if the squid was the earthbind, and I agree 100% with that. That would be really cool. But uh, they can't change that. that the net. So, again, for people that don't know, when it comes to particles and changing abilities, Valve does not allow it, period, anymore. So, yeah. it's not a thing. But, yeah, that would be cool. Um, I'll so... give this a seven. Seven for me. It's really well made, though. I'll give it an eight. I really like this one. I think it's the best one so far for me. Okay. Uh, overall, but the Rubik one is also really cool. I just, I just can't Center, really just wait for this. <laughs> I don't right. know, man. Ogre oh. Magi Jakiro set. I'm sure that Cinder is going to give this a one. I'd be shocked if he doesn't give it a one. You give this a fucking nine or something because <laughs> you love shit like this. I mean, at this point, just fuck the game. Who cares? It looks hilarious. It fits the character. They're both idiots dressing up as another hero. <laughs> uh, this one, I will say, and on a serious note, this is like probably past borderline. You're literally dressing up as another hero. Um, okay, I'm biased it's fucking funny, shit. but it's a one. This is a one for you. All right, I'm gonna give it a yeah. six, just because. Like, I want to give it a ten because I love it, but I know that I'll be really annoyed in game probably. I mean, it it doesn't really look like Jakiro though. Like, look look at the backside. That's what you're gonna be seeing most of the time when he's running around. Are you actually going to mistake that for Jakiro? I get that. <clears throat> I get it, but okay. Then it doesn't look like Jakiro, but why is Ogre a dragon? Like, Well, he's not a dragon. He's, so um, he's dressed up as a dragon. It's a costume. Yeah, but why? What? Oh, my God. And his front is a penguin. Next. So you're fine with the, the mount that they have for the Arcana that fits the lore for you. 
That's my least favorite icon in the whole game. Okay, good to know. Okay, By we're far. done with the images. So on to Not even the. Close. Oh, that's a All one. Right. Okay. This is oh, really gotcha. good. Grimstroke Raven set. I think this is the same guy that made um, the parrot necro from a few yeah. years ago. This one's legit. Oh, okay. What would you give it? This is a nine. I agree. I was going to say nine as well. Very well made. It's very, very good. Doesn't break the lore, apparently. You're fine with him being a raven all of a sudden? Yeah. I think this is, like, this is, for me personally, at least, this fits, fits better. Okay. Maybe I... Tell me why this is... Okay. I'm not saying this isn't well made. I gave it a fucking nine. This... Ch mm -hmm. He's a fucking bird. How does that not change the like from your perspective, your rating system that it breaks the lore? Where in the lore does it say he's a raven? He's not. He's not a bird. It's a mask. Well, look at his feet. Is that a mask for his feet too? No. What do you mean no? But he he is not a bird. Okay. You don't think he's a bird? I think he is literally a bird. Okay, so he in has the lore, wings. I don't fuck I don't fucking remember this. Yeah, I know, but he's I don't know. Maybe this is too far out. He's a bird. This is not a this, this is not an opinion. So now if okay, let's say he's a bird, which he is, do you change okay. your rating? Because you're gonna be a big hypocrite if you stick with nine now. Well, I, he isn't a bird. Look at his arms. Oh my god. <laughs> He has his no. Yeah, because like, you seriously. can't change. It. Yeah, okay. He hasn't. He has arms of a human. That's the lore breaking part of this, actually. If you want to think of it that way, because he is a fucking bird with human arms. I would say he's a human with claws and everything else. Actually, he's a human I... with a crow's head, wings, and fucking talons. But he just Isn't has human arms. Okay, do you not agree that his head is a mask? Do you actually think that is a bird head? What makes you think a it's a mask, though? Why? That it looks like a mask. No, it's his That's face. why I think it's a mask, is because it looks so like a mask. So when you're making a set, okay, like, think of it this way. You, for actual sets, like when you create them, you can't actually change the face. You put stuff on top of them. Mm -hmm. So theoretically, right. every set is a mask, okay? So obviously I know <laughs> that. This is intended to be a bird, Okay. It's intended to represent a bird. It's and he a has bird wings. Mask. So why the masks? The wings are non-functional. His arms are moving. <laughs> his wings are not. They're literally static. All right. What it's about his costume. feet then? So you think his feet are a costume? They're leggings that you put on. That's what you're saying. No, that is the one that's weird. <laughs> is God, I hate leg. you. You make no sense. Okay. So are you changing okay, your rating? So, so what I don't know is apparently in Japanese lore, there's some sort of crow-related stuff, but I don't know enough about it. You know what? I'm really consistent. This is a nine. It's cool. Next. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Next, uh, we have an Ursa circus-themed set. He's got the mechanical claws there. He has the barrel with a bunch of shit on it, like the saw. Bullseye bracer type material there oh that looked like a oh there's two styles to it that actually just changed yeah okay so there's two styles to it very cool i think objectively this is really well made but i don't personally like the style so i'm okay. gonna give it a seven because of how good it is but it's not my thing all right i'm gonna give it an eight i think it's very good congratulations to the artist very good indeed next alchemist what is this? 
What is this theme? Is this like a space theme? Is this a is Buzz Bioshock? Lightyear? Buzz Lightyear. It it kind of does look like Buzz Lightyear, doesn't it? So it um it's called right, the Space Bioshock. Frog Hunter. So it is space related. I'm not a huge fan personally. I'm gonna give this a four point five below average. Yeah, it might look really good in game, but when it's blown up like this, I think it clearly loses out in detail to all the other sets we've seen, right? Like this is more basic in each okay. individual element. Um but maybe in game it comes out really well because of that, because the pieces are like bigger and less detailed. A lot of the time the details can kind of get lost. I just don't um, like the theme. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, same. I'm into the crazy ass shit, but I've I just personally never been into this like retro space theme. I don't know. It's a three for me. A three, okay. We have the yeah. Puff Daddy Witch Doctor. Uh, this one doesn't revolve around, but you can see the Death Ward there, and yeah, this one. I mean, it's pretty cool. This is really fucking a, good. Okay, you're gonna give it a higher rating than me. I, I will give it a yeah. seven point five. Quite good. This is a nine. It's very, very, very good. I right. think. Yeah. I, I really like the nine. Death Ward. I think it's. I think it's very cool. Um, See, the Death Ward is that... actually the one that I don't like that much because I'm comparing it to other sets that are in the game, and the Frog one is just superior in every way. So, um, yeah, that's just me. Next, Underlord, with a bunch of armor. Hmm. I'm gonna give this. Oh, go ahead. You go first this time. Uh, I feel like black it covers armor. too much. It's just pure black. Yeah. It's almost like it wasn't. I don't know. Colored. I in. really I like the pieces. There's just not enough going on, right? Like there needs to be a little more play not with the color going on for you. Wow. Look at this. Yeah, well, I mean, you could take any hero and just cover them up entirely in armor, and then it's like, you know, it's yeah. clearly still Underlord. And I like, see, this is what's weird about this. I actually think these pieces are very well made, and they look cool on the hero, but they're not highlighted. I don't think they're going to come out very good in game. Mm. There needs to be, like, more that ties the stuff together with, like, more, like, green or some sort of details on the... Yeah, and the thing that I've noticed, because we wanted piece, a lot of, like, black is my favorite piece. color to try to get into Dota, but in retrospect, when you go in-game, it actually doesn't look as good. Uh, like, this is probably shinier than it would look in-game, but... I'll give it a five, because I think the individual pieces are nice, but it's just missing on flavor, right. I guess. I'm going to give it a two. Not a fan. What? Okay, so oh. let's just say, what if... Um, just from the perspective of how the items are, like, how to say, just the design. How good do you think the design is? And then I'm not you can a fan. color them now, I, and I you think, can put stuff on. You just don't like the look in general. I think the helm, you can barely see it because he yeah. flips it so fast, but the helm looks kind of cool, I guess. But I just think it's boring. I don't know. There's okay. nothing special about it to me. Fair enough. All right, we have the Sven. Next. This is... I, I don't know the the background behind cool. this, but it might be anime related. So Sven sets. Oh, I should have mentioned this before, but the reason that a lot of these sets look a lot crazier, Cinderin. Uh, well, mm -hmm. it's two things. Number one, obviously, as time goes on, things will get crazier. We talked about this. It's just that's just how it is. 
And number two, they upped the budget on a lot, if not most heroes in the game. So yeah, you can use you can more triangles. a lot more detail now. So yeah. this fence set, I think this is really cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an eight. I Same. love the helm. I was gonna say lot. it's an eight for me. The helm is the best part for me. The swords, whatever. I like uh, the hair. Yeah, the helm that's part of the hair. Yes. Right. Okay. Looks very yeah. good. Okay. That's an eight. Next it's is a it's a reference to Berserk. Chaos. I just saw it in chat. I remembered. I read about it before. Um, okay. Oh yeah, this one's cool. All right. Chaos Knight. I'm 9. just going to say 9.5 for you. I'm going to say 10. This is God tier. This is fucking incredible. Um, does it bother you that this doesn't really look that much like CK, like in-game? I think, see, that's that's the thing, though. I think it will in the... First of all, I, I, I don't think you will ever mistake this for any other hero in Dota, right? That's the first thing. But secondly, I think it really fits his character. And I think when you have a top-down view on this, you're, there's no doubt in your mind that this is Chaos Knight at all. Um, okay. Well, yeah, we I don't think have this a top-down view, so we can't know. But I think it's super cool. This set um, is this mega set is legit. Awesome. Yeah. I think this will become an ultra-rare, actually. I'm pretty confident yep. that it will make it into Wouldn't the be surprised. All the good ones are never uh, achievable from clubs yeah. like me. All right, next is a Morphling set that got a lot of attention because uh, they just covered up all the non-polygons that Valve has put in for regular morphling. Uh, it's like a it's like a shell, right? Which we've had some it's like a mm -hmm. shark shell kind of theme. Which we've had the coral theme before, but it wasn't as covered up. This one like literally just covers most of the face. I feel like it's it's a hard challenge to give yourself to make a cosmetic for morph. Like I can see the appeal because he has so few that you have a high chance of getting in if you make something good, but yep. at the same time it's also hard to make something good for morph. Um, I don't know. Rate it. It's, it's a five, I guess. All right. So it's I'm going to give this a 6.5, but I will say it's not even remotely close. This is the best Morphling set there's ever been. That's true. This is the best Morphling that set. That is true. For sure. And it was very commendable that they the even tried. Uh, yeah. Dear God, remodel that hero. I don't understand. Next. <laughs> lumber axe my god this as you might imagine cinderin is a 10 out of 10 for me as well this looks like something from league of legends but it's so fucking good it actually makes sense for the hero as well he has a chainsaw he has logs on his back he's carrying an axe still He's, he has a white trash uh, hat on as well, which is <laughs> makes it even more perfect. Your thoughts? <laughs> is this a one for you? Uh, let me just think for a little bit. This set is really fucking weird. Like, <laughs> the thing that's cool about it is that it's contextually it really fits with itself, right? Yeah. But I don't like Axe having a chainsaw, first what of the, all. Who gives Even a shit? Why? Why not? That's how badass he is. He has a chainsaw, chooses not to use it because his name is Axe, and that's all he actually knows. He has Luigi's cap, <laughs> which is like the only green part of the set except some leaves on the back <laughs> on the logs. 
it has like this is a, kind of like when you take all the good immortals on lion and mix them then you have like six <laughs> different colors and nothing you, like is in units. but dude i don't know it give it a it's rating weird because i think a lot of the indiv- the, the reason this is hard for me to rate is that i think a lot of the individual pieces are really good i just don't know if it fits together or fits axe for me is it actually a 10 for you or are you saying it as a meme do you think i'm this not is a really saying cool that I, th- I actually think this is a 10 you think it's a 10 this is so fucking good i think like the quality is not as good as ck but the I theme abstain? for me is so much it's like the best you can't abstain no you need to give it a rating for god's sake if you're gonna cop out just say five yeah it's a five okay disappointing all right next uh we have dawn the first dawnbreaker set ever made Mm -hmm. um i'll let you go first since you're a big dawnbreaker player uh i think thematically it really fits including the weapon i think it kind of fits her style um maybe a little bit too much going on with the hair and i don't know if i like the eye patch so much but really like the leg armor and the cloak uh, and the weapon. So I like the majority of this and think it's really good. So I'll give it an eight. Okay, I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> Holy shit. I I actually don't. It is the first Dude, set. We have so different opinions on cosmetics. It's so funny. <laughs> I I actually, I was thinking about like, what could you even make for Dawnbreaker? Like, it actually seems like a pretty difficult hero to make a set for. Mm-hmm. But I would literally rather use the base model than this. So. I think this would look good in game top down as well i think after hearing myself i'm gonna give it a one because i literally would rather have the base model than this Um, harsh not not a fan sorry okay next we have a faceless void hive mind doesn't look like he's gonna spin anytime soon so it's just a front view (laughs) um there's a brain in his weapon oh yeah he sure does Uh, that's pretty sick this one's cool i really like this okay um it kind of looks that, like Abaddon wait, without they, a mouth. Have they replaced literally every part of the model? This is not like where's is there anything in this that's base void? Because even always, his hands look darker. It's just under. Oh, you're saying they covered it up? Yeah, yeah, they're definitely like. Darker. Isn't literally every part of original void covered here? Yeah, it actually does look like it. Yeah. I don't think there's any original void, but I really like this color scheme for the hero. Yeah. Um. You don't think it's too much cool. like Abaddon? What if Abaddon got... What if they came out with a persona of Abaddon where he doesn't have a mount anymore? This is what he would look like. Legitimately. You without so? the brain. Yeah. You don't think so? Same mm, Same color scheme? Don't know. Same overall? I don't know. Right, whatever. I like this. I uh, I don't think it would look like Abaddon because Abaddon would be more like like a death knight, right? And this looks more like an alien with like the thing in the middle. His chest is like vines and his shoulders are like these like uh like spines or tentacles whatever you want to call them um it's like cthulhu because i think there's yeah some, there's i, I think it really cthulhu fits themes for him it is like an alien thought the the i think one of the problems here potentially is that color scheme wise what valve is going for is that in these types of heroes in dota are purple right like void bane um who else is there in this category? Is Arc Warden also have a little bit of that color scheme? Mm. So I don't know if Valve care about that because it was it was something interesting I saw in one of Slax's lore videos that the color purple really represents something in the universe in Dota. They've used it very deliberately with what is purple. 
But just from the set itself and for the hero, I think this is cool. I'll give it a nine. I really like this. All right, I will Spectre give it a Enigma chest chat. That is true. I will Spectre say it's seven point five. I think the weapon That's is great. a ten. The weapon's god tier. Yeah, it's very very uh, cool. I'll say seven point five overall. Okay. Um, pretty good. So we kind of agree on this. There's been a couple that we both thought were very good, and then we just have some totally polarizing ones, as usual. We have two. You more. like the shit that doesn't make sense, and I don't. So we have two more. One of them is called the Beaver Cinderin. You ready for this? Yes. <laughs> this is Weaver in a oh. bee costume. It's actually a literal bee now. So it is a bug, right? From one bug to another. This is, I think, really well made. Um, yeah, this like, is good. It feels like they've made it very seamlessly. Like it, it feels like it fits him, even though it's a completely different color scheme. Right. So do you do you know what I mean when I say something like do, do you understand why I like this more than the axe? Like does that make well, sense to you? The axe one is very cartoony. So yeah, I can understand why somebody wouldn't like it. Cuz like to me this just it fits way better with the way the hero sounds, the way it works, what spells it has, everything. Mm. Um the eyes are fucking cool. I really like that. It's hexagons, right? Yeah, it is. This should be like a bee, like a honeycomb. Yeah, and insect eyes in general, I think, are made up of hexagons, right? I think so. Um, maybe the original Weaver even has hexagon eyes. You just don't see them as much as you do on this with the color scheme. Um, yeah, I love this one. It's a it's a nine for me. Really right, cool. Nine point five for me. Very very good set. And then the final one, Cinderin, is for one of your favorite heroes. Oh boy, Clockwork. Did they do it justice? The Clockwork Raptor. Oh. Set. <laughs> and it comes with cogs as well. I'll let you rate this one first since this is your favorite hero, I think, or one of them. All right, how about this? Guess first, just on a hunch, do I like or dislike this? Well, you smiled already, so I know you like it. That could also <laughs> mean that I think it's stupid. No, because you would, you'd be angry if one of your favorite heroes had a set that you just hated. So you do like yeah, it. I'm, I I feel personally offended. They're one of my favorite heroes. Uh, now this is cool, and I think again part of the reason this I think this fits a lot more with like the just if you think about how clockwork is and the fact that it's mechanical. I think a lot of the times when you do when you make mechanically themed sets, you can get away with a lot more because mm -hmm. you know it, it's not the character itself; it's the armor it's wearing, and you can just it's a robot, and it can have. I don't know, you could think of tons of different outfits for Clockwork. Do you know what I'm getting at here? Like, he could look very different as long as he's still robotic and metallic and he has his key elements, like the uh, the rocket on the shoulder and the, the hammer mm -hmm. or the he wrench, whatever it is. wrench there, yeah. Um, so I, I think this is a really cool take on the hero. I like the, uh, like the subtle fire, or it is fire, right? Like fire or light that's coming out of his back when it turns. Or that, yeah, it's just like the fuel, the fuel elements. Mm -hmm. uh, this is cool. It's a, it's a nine. The cocks are also lit. Actually, it's nine point five. The cocks are fucking Ooh. cool. I'm gonna give it a 9. ten. 5. I gotta give it a ten. It's it's hilarious. It's really good. It's very good. Uh, actually, maybe I should lower Axe's score because this is definitely better than Axe for me. Uh, we'll bring Axe down oh, yeah. to a nine. But what did I give Chaos Knight? Did I give him nine point five? Yes, I think so. Then CK's a ten. And this is my CK is a 10. Okay. I yeah. like this one more than CK, I think. Or maybe the same. 
But yeah, that is that are those are a lot of the sets. Uh, it's always funny when I talk about cosmetics, Shannon, because I like you know I have a glance at chat, and I'm sure the comments on this are going to be hilarious too. But like you and I have really strong disagreements, but <laughs> I I feel like there's a few people that I'm reaching with my logic, and there's always a lot of people that are like, "Send you a fucking idiot." <laughs> well, like that's that's sense, what happens with uh, personal taste, you know. Uh, that's funny yeah i mean of course it's just you know usually with other stuff i i'm a very logical person okay but i feel like with some of these things it's just hard um to place them and my taste i guess is just very i mean i we used to do a workshop weekly video every week obviously because the name was weekly where i'd go over every single set and i would the biggest thing i would talk about is how i wish things were crazier and i'm telling you you got people hated the fact that I wanted things crazier. And now this could be in the game. Okay? This could be in the game. This is still crazy. I don't care what anybody says. This is a crazy fucking set. Extremely well made. All of these. And I couldn't be happier. Um, but yeah, with that, let's let's do our Dennis, last I actually top. think, you know what? Okay. Quickly. I think I have a good way of explaining, explaining now what I meant with the Grimstroke. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. So he's he's obviously cursed, right? Like he gave mm-hmm. up his he gave up his uh he sacrificed like everything including his wife just in the pursuit of power. And in that he has like he's even given up part of his bodily like form. He's turned into some sort of like dark crow shape with his legs and everything, but right. he's still human. He's not a bird, but he's a human with bird features now. So he's still the same character, but cursed, right? It's kind of like how a centaur has two halves. Okay. And the sentient part is the human one, right? It's half horse, half human, right? Okay. So I would say that a centaur is a human with a horse body, not a horse with a human torso. Know what I mean? Okay. That's how I think about the Grimstroke. He is human. Okay, but has let me let me throw you a counter you argument here. You're still watching the stream, right? Uh-huh. I'm looking. So yeah. the lore behind this set is that Axe got laid off with his usual job, which was killing people, and he got a job as a lumberjack. Okay? That's his fucking lore and it fits perfectly. <laughs> he got laid off as a murderer to become a lumberjack. That's way too it's funny. Dexter. Oh, sorry, you're fu- you're it's fired. literally it's literally the story of Dexter in Dota. Okay, it's perfect. It's just <laughs> uh, mass murder becomes a lumberjack. My goodness, it couldn't be any better than that. It's yeah, that was a spoiler. Sorry if you haven't seen Dexter after a decade, then uh, shame on you. Okay, so with that, Cinder, let's just talk about our last topic, and then we'll call every uh, bit everybody to do. Uh, very important that we mention that Jeff Bezos is retiring as the CEO of Amazon at the age of 57. He is worth da, 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 two, no, wait, $262 billion. Australian dollars. I believe that makes him the richest 197 person. US. Oh, that's Australian or something, he's, right? He's 200, let's just say 200 US right, dollars. To 200 me. billion dollars. I don't know what the richest person of all time is, but that probably is it, I would imagine. I don't know. What would you do 
with two, of course, a lot of his money, obviously he was mega rich before, but the pandemic mm-hmm. made him <clears throat> skyrocket even further, which kind of sucks because, you know, Amazon workers are getting fucked, basically, um, while he's making a shit ton of money, but that's a whole nother story entirely. What would you do with $200 billion? Uh, I would pay my employees more. But you wouldn't own a company. I just gave you $200 billion. Oh, I just get $200 billion right now. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, I would definitely invest a lot of it into trying to prolong the or extend the longevity of Earth. <laughs> probably so a lot of it into like green initiatives green energy i think oh, i would wow, very build a lot of green energy i think mm-hmm. um i feel like when this is a thing about having this much money right like when you have that much money you kind of have you have the power to make amazing change that most people in their lifetime no matter how hard they try will never be able to no matter how driven they are so if you suddenly have this money you can do stuff that genuinely just changes the outcome like the future of the entire world that's how much money this is so yeah i think that that would be a lot of it i think would be like green energy and making the world less polluted and then helping with world hunger helping with um probably space initiatives for the future of humankind as well i think that's where most of it would go that's what he's doing to some degree uh and then i would hire a personal chef that's it. Just the personal show. Okay. You don't want an island? You're not into that kind what of thing? What do I use an island for? Actually, I would host TI. Okay. That's, that's yes. very commendable. Thank you. All right. It's so, about the same amount of money that Valve make every battle pass, right? $200 billion. So <laughs> yeah, just about that. I could host a TI. Yeah. Uh, for $200 billion, I would give $10,000 to Valve for the IP of Artifact. And then I would use maybe 20 million of it to develop it further with another company that would actually want to give a fuck about it. Then I would buy the Phoenix Suns for probably $1.5 billion and never work again. I'd be very happy. Probably still play Dota and hate myself. What would you do with the rest then? You have another 200 left. Uh, I would probably get a, a house that is the size of an island and fill it with cats only. It would just be an island run by cats, but they're still, they can go in and out of the house freely, but they're not in danger. I would make sure all the species that would, you know, be a potential threat to them, we would just exterminate them immediately. Okay. okay. That was another 5 million. You now have 200 billion left. What are you going to do with I'm that? I'm going to do that slowly on every island across the world. And we're okay, just going so to create save a new subspecies. Your plan is to eradicate it with No, I, I think you want to save mankind where I want to, like, I, I was going to say eradicate me, humankind. I want to replace them eventually, slowly, with cats. Because I think cats will take better care of what we have than humans, you know? Do you actually think so? Do you think if the planet was crowded with cats, like, literally everywhere, yeah, that they would take good care of the planet? All right, if you actually want my real answer, yeah. I think you could pick okay. literally any animal, and it would be... A, do a better job than humans. That is actually what I think. If there was... Okay. There's no way that's true. Like, you take the most destructive animal and you place it everywhere on Earth. Yeah. You put a bunch of fucking hippos, which are the most dangerous animal in the world. Six billion of them. And they kill each other for the most part. And then they 
you know, eventually once they get tired of that, because they're fat and disgusting, just like humans to some degree, they get tired and they just chill the rest of the time. And then everything's back to normal, like it was before humans existed millions of years ago, or if you're that person 1,000-something years ago, <laughs> 2,200 uh, years ago. Okay. Okay. Great talk. Well, I, like that, my TED talk I like that with a... I like that with our like uh, conflicting view on some cosmetics, at least we have a very similar view on how to save the world. So that's always heartwarming. That, <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Good. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this TED Talk uh, where we tell you how to live yes. your lives. Love each other. Uh, love your cats and dogs and any animal that isn't a human. Anywho, uh, until Thursday, since this is uh, going to be a short week, I guess, Suns yep. Van Sinderen signing out. Goodbye. Oh, go, go, vote for the, go vote for the sets that we went over in the workshop. Just go to the workshop and find whatever sets you like. Vote for them. Thank you. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah.